Welcome to episode 98 of the Inside Jogging Podcast, an average size week coming your way with a roundup of domestic action, including some fast 5Ks in Cardiff, Gateshead and Manchester. Plus there's all the normal segments, including a Strava rant or two. But for all of that, in a week where Zoo in China had tonight's bears were not fakes um, and not humans in costumes, let me welcome to the show a man who has a similar amount of hair on his body to a bear, but lacks the masculinity that some men looking for a bear in their life might be after. How's things, Joshua? Sounded like it was a bit of a mouthful like this. <sighs> yeah, sure. I, I might put it out on Instagram, me tripping over the word masculinity. I still can't really say it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm all good, thank you. I'm actually growing my hair a little bit now. I'm bored of having no hair, so. I was more referring to the amount of hair that you have all over your body before you shave it. Do you know what? This, this is actually something I thought of a couple of days ago. The worst thing about getting old, having to shave your back. It's horrendous. I don't know if you have to do it, but I definitely yeah, do. You know I have about five hairs on my chest. <laughs> but yeah, I'm all good. I actually, just before this, had a message from, I would say a listener. I don't know if they listen. We're episode 98 at the moment, and two episodes is 100. This person might make a special appearance. Confirmed. Klaus is best in year. Yeah. He replied, the one story he's replied to all year that I've probably posted was me at the at the gym. Okay. He's back for episode 100. Yeah. Might have to live stream that one, I think, boys. We'll get to that. Anyway, let me uh, welcome our co-host this evening, who, being a big fan of dad jokes, surely knows the answer for what cheese to use to get a bear out of a cave. Coming bear. I think Shana. <laughs> all the better now that you're reading off jokes like that. Yeah, all good. Um, had a tired week last week, but had a good weekend. I um, I was run director for our local park run, and throughout the week, the chap who uh, is bored and does the Facebook somehow managed to um coordinate me being trafficked over to a park run in Italy. So I don't turn up next week or the week after, then send help. Is it anywhere nice in Italy? I think in Florence, mate. So ah. lovely. Good little spot. Um, mm. Just going to say, Shane, a, lot of, a bit too many greys in your beard going on. Do you know, you're the third person in two days who's told me that. Yeah, the stress of of recording with you two every week. He's got no grace on his head, but he's got them in his beard. <laughs> it's because it's going to fall out soon. <laughs> anyway, let's go for some training. Um, Josh, as always, you can kick us off with uh, your Monday to Sunday because it's a bit of a secret at the moment. So, are you going yeah. to announce any Strava resurrection? Yeah, I've been numbing and hour about it. I've not fully decided. I might go uh, just followers only and make myself my only follower. But no, we'll see. I don't know. Um, I quite like it actually. I don't even check my splits half the time when I look when I load. But I will look now. So Monday, uh, behave. Behave. You check your splits. 
They go straight into every WhatsApp group in the country as soon as you've done them. Only if they're good. Um, yeah, Monday ran at lunch, did seven miles. So that was average six tens. Um, that was the only one I had. Then Tuesday, um, I had a track session in the evening, but I had a double on the bike. Um, so I actually jumped on Zwift. And my, my turbo still been playing up a little bit, but it was all right on this. So I did 30 minutes. And uh, there's, um, there's a girl who lives about two two streets parallel to me uh, called Illy Gardner. And she has the most, uh, what are they called on, on the bike? Queen of the Mountains, I guess. The most yeah. Queen of the Mountains on Strava. Uh, yeah, on Strava. Um, so I actually jumped on with her up the uh, Mount Vontu, which was quite good. Didn't get dropped. She was going pretty easy, so otherwise I would have. Um, then in the evening, I did something quite sensible. So I had eight by 400, so just a build on the week before. Um, and I jumped in with a group, so I wouldn't go too fast. And they were all running 70 seconds. So that worked out pretty well. They did it off 60 seconds rather than I had 90. But I think like for my fitness, it's fine really that pace at the moment. So um, yeah, and that felt fine. Uh, Achilles well, was what were um, They were pretty much all, all 69 or 70. Nothing faster. The, the last one was faster. That wasn't me. I wasn't taking the pace, but I was happy to follow. So someone did pick up the last hunt 200 meters. Um, and we ran 67. Yeah, we didn't I'd go past them. I'd already seen. Oh. I follow. I follow Josh on Garmin Connect, so I get the insights as they yeah. happen. But all the others were 60, 69, 70. Um, so yeah, that was. I mean, felt felt fine pace wise actually. It was nice to have a little group. Um, so yeah, three mile warm up, three mile warm down. Then Wednesday. Um... Day oh, Wednesday I, yeah, sorry. Wednesday, I actually didn't do anything. So I went to um, Alex uh, to see um, physio in Manchester, just basically a little checkup. Um, so I got the train at nine, got to Manchester at like one, then um saw him yeah saw him in the evening so good progress actually so the the exercise i was really bad with on my core um where like i i basically you do it sort of how how um long you can hold your core in a certain position and i basically failed in seven seconds last time i saw him um and that was probably what two months ago i guess maybe three months ago um i've got a few questions on logistics you yeah you went on the train yeah nine o'clock to get there for one and then saw Alex in the evening. Yeah. What was... happened between 1pm and the evening? I was working. Where? Uh, from Alex's house. Okay. I, I didn't realise, so it would have worked out best. He had an appointment before me um, that cancelled, so he probably could have just seen me at his house, yeah. but um, yeah, it didn't work out like that. So, uh, yeah, so after that, I'll, I'll come back to the appointment in a minute. I then got the train and I didn't get didn't get home till one o'clock, which was not ideal because um, there's not that many trains running at that time. That's a big commitment for a physio session. It is. Yeah, it is. Um, but I, I want to see someone, the same person regularly. Someone uh, knowledgeable. That's why Shane's clients don't travel to see him. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, I just think like if, I'm, if I want to get something that I sort of trust and... Um, consistently then i'm happy to travel and pay for it 
Um, yeah, so that was good. My the sort of the strength um, in my hamstrings and my glutes has improved. So uh, I'm now moving from like three sets of fifty, uh, sorry, three sets of eight on my heavier weights to four sets of six. Um, and that I did that yesterday for the first time. It's pretty domsy today, actually, off the back of that. But I quite like it, actually feeling this is like a little bit heavier. Um, it's quite good fun. And then adding in another calf exercise, just standing leg calf raises. Because, um, my yeah, my calf seem, everything seems actually in pretty good order, which um, was promising. It's the first time I've been to the physio and I wouldn't limit it to, to months. I'd probably say years that everything's been okay. Um, so that's good. I mean, I, the only thing I'd say is probably not perfect is the sheath around my Achilles is still not like 100% but the Achilles itself is pretty, pretty solid. So, um, that, that was good. So that was Wednesday. Um, Thursday I did, I went to do 30 minutes on the bike and my turbo started playing up. So I did 10 minutes, took the bike off the turbo and biked outside for 20 minutes, which was annoying. Then in the evening I had, um, three mile or 15 minute, uh, threshold. So I did three miles jog down from my house down to Butte did the three miles and then three mile jog back. So it's actually, I finished in Butte and it's about four miles there. So I walked the last mile home. You'll be proud of Aaron. Um, I actually, the... I talked about this in the week. I was saying, you know, when Josh hits his point where he's going to finish, he just walks it in. Yeah. Like, he's got like a mile to walk. It's mad. Yeah. I, I actually stopped at a shop to get a protein shake. So I'll come on to the, that as well after, but, um, I wanted, to, so I said to Rob, uh, and I think I said to you guys on the pod last week, I wanted, I was a bit disappointed I didn't run five minute mile in the week before. And you're really bad at replying, Aaron. So I messaged Shane privately and I was like, I, I really want to run five minute mile. And so my first mile was 457. And that actually felt pretty, pretty good. Um, like the effort was probably easier than I thought it would. Then uh, my next mile was 502. And then the, ne- uh, the next mile was 501. That felt okay. The only thing that probably felt harder than it should was the bottom of my back. Um, so that was just uh, a little bit fatigued. And I think that is some of the gym stuff as well. So, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Around 15 minutes for three miles. Um, so, yeah, I was pretty, I was quite pleased with that, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, I finished. And so one thing I'm trying to do is I two or three weeks ago, and I told both of you this, I tracked what I was eating or like how many calories I was taking in. And I basically under fuel massively on like one, one day. So I'm trying to eat a little bit more um, because I'm probably pretty aware it's related to how many injuries I'm getting. Or have you realized yet that it's, it's over two and a half thousand for a normal person? Uh, well, I'm just trying to eat as much as I can. But like today, for example, I had a much bigger... You told us the other week that you were trying to eat like 1,200 calories, which is... No, 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 no. No, no, no. I wasn't trying to eat. No, no, no. That was uh, what you'd burn if you did nothing. No, it's two and a half. Two to two and a half for a man. Yeah, but that's moving around. No, sedentary. So this, I haven't had this testing, any testing on it. This is what someone told me. So what you are, what you aim? You said you're trying to up it. So what uh, so I'm not actually tracking it anymore. I only wanted to do it for a couple of days to see if I actually was. And like one day was like 1,800. So I clearly was. Yeah. Um, 
so I'm just trying to make sure I'm eating a little bit better timing and a bit more. Um, so like, for example, I struggle quite a lot after sessions. So just having like a protein shake straight away and then having a meal like within an hour or so. Um, stuff like that, really, I'm just trying to, trying to be a bit better at. Um, so yeah, so and I, I did that today. And do you know what? I actually find it really, really hard. So I had a meal today at lunch and I've just felt like so, so full all day. Um, and I've just had tried to have my dinner and it's just, yeah, like I'm force feeding myself. So it's certainly not what I'm enjoying. Let's put it that way. But I'm not, I kind of know I have to do it. So um, I think me and Shade have the opposite problems. Yeah. I also talked to Josh Griffiths about it and he also says the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, funny you mentioned about tracking stuff. When it comes to my week, I'll discuss what I'm <laughs> Yeah. We should just average it out. <laughs> we'll be fine. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Friday. Um, it is six miles. So I actually ran with Jack Goodwin. You boys would be proud of the pace on this. So Jack said he was racing on Saturday, and he was like, "I don't really want to run faster than seven thirties." I was thinking, "Oh dear." Yes, get in first miles. And what did Jack? What did Jack run on Saturday? Sub fourteen. Yeah, but he would have run faster if he ran properly. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> uh, he writes to the our first mile was 748. I said, I was like, Jack, I don't think I can run this. So this is I feel like I actually decided to make my Achilles aggravated. And I'm not even saying that. It was not too pleasant. We ended up running a little bit quicker than that anyway. Um and I did a couple of miles at the end. So um average six um we did six miles, average was six fifty fours. But I thought you'd be proud of that pace. Not, yeah, not- uh, I saw I saw this run and um I also saw on this run and you've just explained it that after about 30 minutes, which I presume is when Jack decided to drop off, uh, Josh drops it down to about 540 pace. So he's got a 658 average, but his last mile would have been yeah, 545 ish, 550. Yeah, I think it was about six minutes to be fair, but <laughs> Yeah, I felt like I was running. It was the first time of that run. I'm pleased you've got his Garmin, Aaron, because <laughs> no one would have been wise to that if. Uh... <laughs> I just what 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 amazes me most about most your most of your runs is, on all of your easy days, your peak heart rate is typically higher than your sessions. I know you're not doing it for long because you're literally getting to it towards. I... The end, but... Yeah, and to be fair, I don't always wear my heart rate strap yeah i guess that i've seen that on a few things but yeah sometimes i do sometimes i don't yeah. Yeah, it feels quite uncomfortable i've um i, I like put, it on i put it on this week I've, I've still got the plasters on from from the treadmill because it's there you go red raw <laughs> um so yeah saturday i did um seven mile run uh so that was 6.15 average it's just basically just from my house back down to uh, Duluth. And again, I was a little bit long, um, so I walked a mile home. Then I did a bike. Well, I wanted to do a bike race. So I warmed up for the for the race, started at 2 o'clock. Uh, so the, the run I did in the morning was the one I was meant to do on Wednesday and I moved. Um, so it was, that that's why I had that. Um, so it's just meant to be a bike today. So I got six minutes into this race. And my turbo, it went from the watts I was doing to 2,000 watts for about five seconds. It went completely off the front. 
and then it just died zero and then it came back to life i i dropped off about 20 seconds and i absolutely buried myself for like two minutes and i took like one second out of them i was pushing like 350 watts which for me is like massive so i was like fuck this i got my bike straight off the turbo and i was like i'm gonna go and do some hill reps there's a place called castle cock probably butchered the pronunciation of it and i knew it's a decent climb and I was like, right, it, it was about 10 minutes to bike there. I thought I'll try and do four reps up to the top and it gets gradually steeper and steeper. And I, I just put my heart rate on the screen. I thought I'll just use that as my guide because I don't have a power meter. Um, and on the lower bits, it was like 160. And then the first one I realized about a minute from the top, I was like, I think I've gone too hard there. And I was just filling with lactic. Um, but I tried to stay in the big front gear up until pretty much the top and then because i could spin my legs okay but yeah the the top bit is really steep um and i think my heart rate was nearly 180 the worst about it is on a on a when you're running and you do hill reps and you fuck to the top you can just stop and i was like panicking and i was like i'm i'm basically gonna fall off the bike and i need to unclip which was horrendous the other shit thing is the recovery you're biking back down so it's like oh my god so i was at the first rep i think i was 617 i'll just double check um 618 for the first one uh and that that was 14 miles an hour and it's it doesn't say tell me the gradient on this it must have been uh there's a segment which isn't quite to the top which is about six percent so it's probably about six and a half percent um and then coming back down was about seven and a half minutes. So I properly took my time. And then on the second rep and the third rep, I was 6.38, 6.40. And I was like, I can't do four. I'm absolutely cooked. So I just went home. Um, but I thought that's, it's probably, it's a decent effort. I've done, like, I think I did 10 minutes in total on um, in the race. And then I did another, what, basically 20 minutes. So that 25, 30 minutes of effort. So, yeah got something in at least uh yeah then bike home <clears throat> then sunday um so we had quite a good group on sunday uh so it was eight for us in total um did 12 miles average six twenty sixes. so yeah just went up and down um the tap and that's pretty much my week so run wise uh i'll check on it's really annoying on strava it doesn't what's like coming that. up on your strava josh 84 is- What's coming up on your Strava is the 12-mile run, for some reason. Just that. With yeah, you. I put that public. But it's only coming up with you and Norman Shreve. So you did 12 miles. So why why did you do it in hour 17 and Norman did it in 125? Uh, because we kept having to stop for... So we, we were in two different groups and he ran uh, slower and we had to keep stopping for him. But Tom Mortimer was also in the group and he doesn't stop his watch. And he walked a lot of the way to get there. So his first mile, like his average pace was like way, way slower. But his first mile was like 13 minutes. Respect. I've yeah. got you about 51 miles roughly. Yeah, it's, that's about right. About 50 miles. Um, so yeah, that's uh, yeah, gradually improving really. Yeah. Nice. Um. So you went and watched the podium race on Saturday night, did you? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's good. You're not fancy jumping in? Someone else asked me this. For 5k, no. If it was like kind of 10k and it could be a little bit more competitive, yeah, I'd fancy it. But I quite enjoyed watching. But it's fine. He did, he did three mile flat out on his session the other day. Yeah, well, I, the thing is, I thought what I ran, I thought I could have I could have been in a sprint finish for Cali. <laughs> I don't know if I'd have beaten her. I don't think I would have. <laughs> her, her, her three miles wasn't downhill either. <laughs> um, right, Shano. Um, I don't think it was such a positive week off the back of your, your double race in last week. Oh, book, buckle up, buckle up, listeners, because you're in for a thrilling one. Uh, I mean, as sorry, as Shane did briefly say before we started recording to me, you know, now Josh is doing some mileage and I'm back running. There's not space for three people on this show to be running at the same time, so he's taking the he's taking the hit for the team. Yeah, a lot of people's phones don't have the bandwidth for that, so you know, I'm taking the hit my turn. So Monday, <laughs> ten miles, hour 13, 34, 727 pace. That was well odd. Tuesday, thought right, marathon coming up, and I'm pretty feel pretty cooked. So let's do something a bit, um, bit less intensity. So I wanted around the cycle track, um, up around our athletic track where we train, where I've done some tempos before. Thought right, we'll aim for an eight lap tempo, which hope was hoping was going to be about forty minutes. So five minute a lap usually works out around about five thirty pace. Per mile, um, managed one lap in about five seventeen, I think, and that was so hard. And I did it with Ronnie, and he, he sort of was bored, so pushed on a little bit. So I was like, well, I'll just run with Ron for this this two lap, and I'll I'll dive in and out if I can. Um, so we picked up the second lap, it was probably around about five minutes, maybe, so about on pace. Honestly, I, I was gassing. I was so. I, I was so breathing so heavy, like just felt hard. So I was like, right, I'll jog around the the lap we have. It's kind of like there's a small lap, which we've named the Aaron Scott loop because Aaron did about a million of those when he was marathon training. And then we've got a big loop. The small lap is, uh, what, about over 800 metres? And the big lap is just under a mile. So I was like, I'll jog around the small lap until Ronnie catches me back up and I'll jump back in. But he obviously didn't want to run on his own either. So we jogged for a little bit, jumped on the track to do 200 on off. And I felt that bad. I didn't even time them. I just ran um, and just tried to pick up and tried to go slow. So I've no idea how quick I was running for those. Um, I did 10.19 for the two laps of the mile and then whatever. All in all, did about a six-mile session. No idea what I did. No idea how fast. Yeah, and I was absolutely ruined. But that day, I mean... I don't know what it was. I felt like I'd, you know, slept okay the night before and everything. And I woke up really tired, which is normal for me, if I'm honest. But even after like, even at like 11 o'clock, 12 in a day, after I'd like done some work and stuff, I felt like I'd just woken up still. My eyes were heavy. It was horrible. And I felt like that all day, warming up, just had no energy. Um, And... I was kind of keen at the beginning of this week to try and have a strong week or just try and up the mileage. Um, but I had a wedding on Wednesday that I went to and I knew I was going to have to run early in the morning on Wednesday morning. And yeah, wasn't happening in the end. I was, I was far too tired. And I made the decision, to be fair, on Wednesday before I'd had alcohol to just take the rest of the week off 
so I've taken a you know a week and a bit off work, and in hindsight, maybe doing the Yorkshire three peaks and then a race on Saturday wasn't necessarily smart for a physical uh, recovery. But I didn't really feel like I needed physical recovery then. I felt like I just needed like a mental break. And it's obviously not work. So I just took the rest of the week off. I was tempted to do something on sort of Friday, Saturday. But the amount I've had a go at you, Aaron, for for not resting properly. I was like, I can't really ignore my own advice. So I've taken it off. And because I, I also thought we're, what, 17 weeks from Malaga now. Mm-hmm. And prior to... Well, when I, when I did the the five k race uh, three weeks ago, that that was fine. So, I was kind of more bothered about just having another four, three to four weeks of being crap, um, and just being tired all the time. So I thought I'll take a little mini break now, and hopefully that'll um give me the break I needed, and I can sort of uh, build up the volume again. Um, I think the key thing for me is I need to, need to get miles in. Um, I can't float around 70. I need to be at least 80. and But I also need to get there. If I just go off and do an 80-mile week, I'm also in danger of getting tired. Um, on the Wednesday at the wedding, I ate so much food. It was so nice. And I was also a bit like... um, I was, I, was, I saw myself in the mirror and I was like, I'm not in the best physical shape at the minute. I'm by no means uh, heavy because I'm still a skinny runner. But I... Have a very severe lack of muscle tone, and um, my travels. Hey, dad bod, but without the child. Dad bod without the child, and my trousers are getting a little bit tight as well. And I am getting grey in my beard, so maybe I find my metabolism is finally slowing. I'm gonna have to not be such a pig. Mm. Um, and actually today, what I've done is I've tried to track roughly how much protein I get each day. And I think I've had a good day today and it's still not enough. <laughs> so I've had sixty about 66 grams of protein. And I mean, I think that's that's probably what the idea, like recommended daily allowance, uh, whatever it is, recommended daily thing. Yeah, it's like 20 grams three times a day, isn't it? Something like that. Right? I, think, I think it goes per kilo of body weight. But yeah, I think I think as a, as a runner... As a distance when you probably need to be getting at least two kilos per body, two grams per kilo of body weight, I think, maybe more. Long. But yeah, but you can't really have too much protein. You just piss it out, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's 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 tough. I think it's, it's quite difficult sometimes. But you have to sort of supplement, don't you? But I was having this conversation, and like you're just talking about tracking things, um, but. We put you probably spent the last fifteen years not really tracking things, eating what you want. So it's not something you normally do. It's just more of a case of checking you're getting what's right for you. Because yeah, you don't need to track like micro things, do you? No, and and I'm not. I, I I'll well, yeah, I won't go too deep in this because it probably boring for a lot of people. But I think similar. Well, literally what Josh said when he tracked his calories. I'm just going to see what it's like for a few days. I thought today was actually good in terms of like I thought I'd eaten more than normal in terms of protein and it turns out I'm still way down so I have the answer I need to eat a lot more and similar to what Josh is doing I'm just going to start having protein shakes a bit more often and stuff like that um but I also I mean I'm a fan of data and I think it's really important for making informed decisions but the same notion you, you I still think you can know too much 
especially when it comes to running. There's so much you can look at. You can look at your sleep, your heart rate variability, your stress scores, that's all the stuff I do anyway. And you focus on your mileage, your training, your nutrition. You just sometimes you just need to just shut up and crack on, don't you? Um, and that's that's a bit like what I was always good at doing early, like in my twenties. I didn't need to track anything. I went on feel. Uh, tr- trouble at the moment is feels not really working all that well for me either. So it's yeah. getting back to that. I get that. Yeah. Anyway, all done. That's my week. Twenty miles. Big one. Um, as you say, still seventeen weeks on yesterday to Malaga, so plenty of time, and you're already in in decent nick. So. I don't think it's too much of a problem. If you can get back on it this week, that is. Yeah, uh, that's Yeah, sorry. Uh, my week, I'll rattle through this. I didn't have the biggest of weeks either. A bit of an odd one. A bit like you, Shane, but we'll go into it. So Monday kicked off with six miles in the morning with Philippa. We went uh, pretty slow, 7.45s. Josh wouldn't be happy with that. Um, in the evening, I just got out for... 25 minutes where have I gone oh, I must have gone to pick up oh, I met Jenny was picking up Eliza so um, I said this on the pod last week didn't I yeah, we must have recorded after did we record Monday last week early didn't we I must have gone after recording that was a treat anyway um, just did 25 minutes 7.05 um, it's I think the whole week has been really humid. Like I looked a couple of times and it was like 90% humidity in the morning. So like even when I'm jogging, I'm dripping and I've been on the treadmill. I'll get into the treadmill runs. But anyway, Tuesday, I, uh, what's this? I've added a mile in somewhere. No, I didn't. I lied. I didn't pick up a lie from the nursery at all. My watch died. That's why it looks like I've stopped somewhere else. I did four and a half miles at 7.05 on, on Monday evening. Um, so that was okay. Uh, Tuesday, went down to cricket pitch and was just going to do three lots of, basically three lots of five by 400 um, minute or 200 jog between reps and then sort of three minutes or no, two minutes between between sets. And I I felt okay on the warm up, did twenty minute warm up, and I thought in my head I probably can run these at about seventy seconds. Like in the past, when I've done this at my bet, I've ran I think I've ran sixty fours around there, sixty three, sixty fours for maybe twelve or fifty, I don't know. So I thought seventies and maybe I might be able to creep it down to sixty eights by the end. Well, first rep, I felt like I was smashing it. It was a 73, I think. I was like, this is going to be awful. And I, I kind of kept just hitting 72, and it felt felt tough. It was pretty, pretty breezy. It felt tough. They weren't getting slower, so I thought, I'm just going to get through this. And, yeah, pretty much around 72s all the way through, but my legs felt pretty horrid. Um, so did a couple mile cool down really slow. And... Wednesday, I waited till lunchtime and I was going to do 10 miles. And I, as I said, it was it was so humid. And I got a couple of miles into this run and I was running like 7.30s. 
and it felt like I was running five thirties. So a bit like you, Shane, if that was a session day, there was no chance. I mean, it was only because I was going out to do a loop that I managed seven and a half miles in the end, but about six miles, maybe five and a half miles, I took a turn because the train line was down. I thought I'll use this foot. I use this trail, which isn't a trail. And I knew it was terrible. And I was just running through like a field that hadn't been harvested yet. And my legs were getting beaten up by stinging nettles and everything. So that wasn't, so I had a bit of a walk in between. So that refreshed me a bit. Anyway, seven and a half miles, seven twenty fours felt horrid. Thursday, I joined Philippa and Ruth and we just did similar an hour at 7.39s. Um, felt a little bit better, but still, um, still very tired. Philippa's labelled it, I, I'm clearly the least popular of the three of us. Must be due to kudos. Anyway, um, so Friday, I was going to do a session. I had four by eight minutes, which I don't know. It's what well, on paper it's it sounds like it's quite a straightforward session, but I always I don't know. I don't ever seem to get it done because I always change it in the warm up to either five minute reps or ten minute reps and do yeah. Anyway, I so I warmed up and went straight into these. I think I did like three mile warm up and then I got. I was in the first rep and there was, I, I thought I could run 80 second laps every week for a 20 minute tempo. So I should be hitting 79, 80s really. The first lap was about an 83 and it didn't really get any quicker. So I got about six minutes in and was like, no, I'll call this one. I couldn't even bother to do any sort of add on. Um, and just in my head, like I was like, I'll, I'll run again this evening. Obviously didn't. So only just four miles on, on Friday. Um, so so Saturday morning, I was like, I better do a session. Jumped jumped on the treadmill for this one because I was a bit later and I knew the cricket pitch would be busy. So I did 22 minutes warm up, which sounds probably like I did three miles. And then 10k threshold, and I just pretty much ran 320s for the whole thing. Um, again, it was <laughs> I started that session with the intention of doing four by eight minutes on the treadmill, but got to eight minutes and was like, might just do 12 minute reps, and then kept pushing it and pushing it. So, yeah, got 10k in the end. I was dripping so much, I got off got changed and by the time I got changed I was like I can't bother to do any cool down just can't face it so went indoors again thought I'll run later didn't um so Saturday afternoon watched Ipswich go top of the league only two games in but still counts so top of the league boys and Sunday so so Sunday morning I needed to go to my brother's girlfriend's baby shower at in St Albans. I think we were meant to be there for, I can't remember. So I had to leave at quarter past 10. And I wanted to do a two-hour run. So I arranged with James and Ben Heron that we'd meet at half seven to do two hours. Obviously, Ben was going to be delighted about that being so early. Did, and, did he say it was late? 
Yeah, probably. Well, anyway, I um, I went to bed at quarter past ten, and Elias has been coughing, and I didn't get to sleep until about quarter to three. So about two o'clock, I text Ben and James and was like, "There's no chance I'm getting up when my alarm goes off at quarter to seven, so I'm gonna have to, yeah, bail on it." Um. So I managed to get a bit of sleep. I think I woke up about quarter to nine in the end. So I got got some sleep and got five miles out before we went. I did yeah, 4.9 miles at 709s, 35 minutes. I actually think it's done me there because I think that is a five mile. I think it's two and a half mile out. So I've lost 0.1 somewhere. Anyway, I, I thought we were going to leave St Albans fairly early. But we went to my brother's after we didn't leave till seven. Got Mackie D's on the way home. And by the time I'd sat down at home, it was quarter to nine. And I was so tired for the night, so I just went to bed. So no, I was going to do a long run in the evening when I got home, but obviously not. So, um, spoiler alert for next week, I did a bit of a long run today instead. And... Well, okay, feeling a lot better, but just so sweaty on the treadmill. I think I'm getting good heat gains. It's my new theory. A bit like you, Shay. I'm trying to shred shred some weight. You know, like do you remember? You probably don't. Like footballers, like back in the day, they used to like put on black bin bags to go training. Might start doing that on the treadmill. Good shout that. What Mike Channing was doing, London 2020, 2019. Yeah. Um. But anyway, it was was it a week of like fifty four point five? Oh, um, I, was, I was waiting. I thought I might have been back on top. Yeah, but I suppose I mean it's it's an odd one, isn't it? Because you look at I'll look at the bars like in future, and I'll be like, oh, I had an easier week, but I've just pushed the long run to the day after. So if you look at it as a probably a ten day block, it's no different to pretty much any other ten days, mm-hmm. because I imagine this week hopefully I'll hit between 80 and 90 which would have been probably slightly more than a so so yeah it's not an issue um and that's another week of seven days running so i think i'm on about what am i on now day 20 of running in a row flipping out just getting ready for malaga mate that's some serious commitment that mate there's a lot of a lot of pressure on Malaga for me because everybody I know is running it and I don't usually have any pressure because I just know people are better than me. But when I've got to run against Shane, who I know is not better than me, I need to get trained in to get good. I'm just going to sit on you the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Well, funny enough, Tom, Tom commented on my 400 session, my yeah 400 session on Tuesday saying, um, you're going to be an excellent indoor 3K shape by Malaga. And I said he'll be regretting that um, comment with 3K to go in Malaga, won't he? So, he won't. He's not, going to, he's not going to do it. He's not going to get to... You reckon he's going to do it? He's not going to do it. Anyway, um, yeah, not the biggest of weeks must free, but hopefully there'll be some big weeks to come. Between the three of us, managed like one of your old marathon prep weeks. Yeah, probably. I'm one of Josh's. What did you reach, Josh, in the build-up to London? 
London was only my biggest was only 107. Oh, but weak. Seville, I did 130. Yeah, 120 unofficially, 130 officially. Yeah, <laughs> two runs may have been hidden. <laughs> Don't tell Matt when he comes on two weeks. Um, yeah, I think I hit 140. I think Josh, you got some work to do. Um, right, I've forgotten where we are, boys. Can't oh, believe it, I think it's got to oh, be. Josh. Good, you're listening, Josh. <clears throat> I have. So, top in the leaderboards, regular at the top, or necessarily in the top three of the last few weeks, it's Jake Barraclough. So, he's got 131 miles. Beats my uh, biggest ever. Average of 656, so he's he's shifting. Yeah. yeah, not messing about. Then we've got Fred Davis in second with 120, exactly. That's very Carew's nice. third. Sorry? Carew's in third. Flipping out. Karu Shimada from Lincoln. Oh, nice. How do you say his surname, Shane? Uh, yeah, Shimada. Shimada. Yeah. Well, 115 for that person. I'm not trying to pronounce his name. Okay. Um, and then Sally uh, O'Gorman, top again for the women. She's got 110 miles. Notice her average pace is dropping as well. Mm. Uh, down to 7, 7, uh, 12. Well, your word must not have gone in, Josh. Not must not have. Well, if you if a pace is oh it's dropping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. it's going passing faster. Um then if we got oh I'm gonna butcher the name. I'm I'm say that name, Aaron, in eighteenth. I'm here, I'm Mia. I got distracted by something else. One second. Eighteenth. Um shouldn't get distracted, should I? Eighteenth. With ninety seven point two miles. Um, on this week as well. Sorry, this is great podcasting. 18. Yeah. Um, I think you've done a good job there. I'm uh, I'm here, Nicole. Yeah. Sorry. We've butchered your name. Maybe, maybe, maybe do a um, voice yeah. in and tell us how to say it. Because I'm just, I, yeah, I'm not 100% sure. It's not hard spelling. She must be Irish, surely. She is. Um, I mean, there's a YouTube clip about how to say it, but I'm not going to play that during this. But uh, uh, yeah, let's just let's just say we butchered it. Yeah, uh, and in third place, Charlotte Reagan again. She's been uh, there thereabouts the last few weeks. So she was ninety-two miles. Oh, it's it's Ema. Ema, there we go. Like emergency. So maybe it's like Emma, but Irish. Who knows? Hmm. Not sure. Have an Irish accent, Josh. Go on. Oh no, I can't. I embarrass myself already trying to pronounce it. I'm very shiny tonight. Anyway. Um, right, let's move to. Have we got any Strava moans, Shane? I think you have, haven't you? I I have. First of all, I'm just going to say the people I called out last week. They took it very well, so um, good to know you've got some. Yeah, good banter, boys. Uh, Ross Ross has tagged me in a a post today about how his legs weren't feeling so good, and another runner tagged me in a post about him not feeling so good on a tempo. So the message is getting into people. Um, not heard back from Matt Bowser yet, but I'm sure he's okay. Anyway, my my rant this week is about people trusting GPS on loops. Uh, surely lockdown taught us all that we can't trust loops and our GPS to be accurate. And I, I just think it's like, 
if you're doing a loop, like I do with the cricket pitch or Shane does at the cycle track, why don't you do it as loops and then kind of, if you want to mark against something, mark against what you did before around that loop, do eight laps or whatever. Because, yeah, a GPS is so variable. Like I've seen, you know, some people do 10-mile tempo, usually around somewhere like Battersea. And the GPS trace is all over the place, but they've trusted it to be 100% accurate and like listed all the splits. It's just, I just think it puts you in a false sense of fitness half the time. Because often it's, well, often you only accept it if it's generous. Josh does anyway. Like if it's the other way, there'll always be a note to say, oh, GPS was wrong. There's never no, there's never a note to say the GPS is wrong when you've gone quicker than you you think you should have. So, um, just, yeah. just to clarify, then in lockdown, did Jan Dan Jarvis not run thirteen thirty five or whatever it was? None of them did. <laughs> On his I own, believe, I don't believe any of it. Tom Tom Piddick especially. Um, what did he claim to do? Like thirteen thirty five k. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Tom Piddick, cyclist. I thought you were big in cycling. Pidcock. Is that what his name is? Pidcock. Yeah. Oh, same guy then. <laughs> Piddock. Wow. Was it him who said that? Yeah. I did not realise that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't realise he was obviously as good at cycling until. Did he win like mountain biking and road races as well? He was. He's yeah, world champion in um, mountain biking on Saturday. Anyway, just. Yeah, if people can tag me in some um, and call them loops next week, I'll be much more pleased when I look at Strava. So, so yeah. Um, Shane was going to rant about something not related to Strava, but I've skipped over it. Did you want to go into that, Shane? Oh, yeah, I do, actually. Just just quickly. Um, I'm going to get my notes. Is that, what, what did I send to you, Aaron? Uh, Greg Pearson is all I've got written down. So this, so this, 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 this chap, Greg Pearson. Um, I hope you listen, Greg. If so, we'll get you on. Um, clearly, uh, wants to be an Instagram coach, which is fine, fair enough. There's loads out there, and, and generally, a lot, a lot of a lot of his posts on there, it's he's obviously gone for the typical. Um, what what did I call it? it it's this marketing uh hitting pain points so the whole point behind marketing is to what pretend your or pretend is to show that your product can solve someone's pain points but these yeah, influencers what, what you said there is right you just pretend that's all i do <laughs> there you go there's the marketing expert so yeah your your product should or your service should solve somebody's pain points like that's the whole point everybody wins um apart from these influencers they are creating the pain that they want to try and solve. And I don't like it. So his advice is generally not wrong. It's all this running advice. I, I don't know who he is. He's an online running coach. I've never heard of him as a coach. I've never seen him on any running things. Um. So it, his advice is mostly to beginners. It's not necessarily wrong, but it's basically marketing-driven bullshit that insists human performance is simple and easy. And it's not. It's complex and it's nuanced. And the definites of these sweeping statements that people make don't exist. And basically, it just comes across as untrustworthy because he's either knows his stuff 
and he's deliberately not um, having no his stuff and he's basically doing something to ride an algorithm that is wrong and creating a false narrative. Or he doesn't know his stuff and the stuff he's going on Instagram is how he coaches and what he believes and that's just not coaching. So anyway, pisses me off. It works in different industries. You're trying to sell a product, but it's not coaching. It's just marketing and it swindles people out of their time. Anyway, just a small rant for me. That's fine. Good. good. Right. Let's go into some. I've got a couple of list of questions written down here. Very uh, well thought through list of questions. And I saw who'd written them and I was like, oh, that makes sense. First one, um, Nat Freeman said, is the 10% increase rule really a rule or is it a myth? What are your thoughts? So 10% volume increase is always kind of re- recommended in, in by these online people and in textbooks. What are your thoughts? I think it comes, it, it goes back to what you've done before and what's causing you to want to increase. So for example, if you've come back from an injury, then how long have you been injured? Um, if you've been injured for like a, a fair amount of time, I'd say, yeah, probably increase. But also what are you increasing? You're just increasing your volume, increasing your intensity with it, because I would okay. say yeah. one rather than the other. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if you're increasing your intensity by by 10 percent it's very different to just increasing your your jogging volume by 10 percent um so in my mind it is a it's a myth and it's just completely different for for different people like um it's yeah i mean it gives you a rule but it's not i can't believe it's based on any science i've never seen any science to say you must increase your trading load or your trading volume by 10% to avoid injury. Yeah, I think not. There's no, there's no science. It was just sort of pulled out. It's probably written in a, in a book from a coach back years ago that maybe had that sort of rule, but yeah, Josh is right. Like, well, like we discussed Aaron's peak weeks and Josh's peak weeks in marathon training. Um, You know, are you doing 120 mile a week? If you increase that 10% each week, it's not long before you broke. Um, and likewise, if you are coming back from injury, well, you're coming back from nothing. So if your first week back is, let's say you've got three runs to like to test your injury and you've done in those three runs, I don't know, four miles, what are you going to do? Start adding on 0.4 each week. Like it, you're right. And it does. It comes into all these other factors. It comes into intensity and volume. And it's it's, it's why, you know, I've mentioned before, I, I create a load point, a load score, a ratio, actually. And I try to stick to a rough rule with the ratio change per like per week. And it's almost like a five-week rolling average. But it doesn't mean that if that ratio is too high or too low, I'm like, oh, it's really bad. It's it's just listening to your body. Um, so yeah, it is a myth. There is no evidence. I think there's also much more to it than actual numbers, like 10% increase in, in mileage or speed or intensity. Well, what about if you added in heat or altitude or wind or hills? There's much more to it that you can increase the stress than just those numbers that you see on a piece of paper. Yeah. And if you think about it that way as well, it's, I mean, I talk a lot of work with load V capacity to load. You know, if you didn't get to sleep until 3 a.m., 
the lack the sleep you're missing reduces your capacity to do that run or that load that training session so if it's you wanted a long run it doesn't quite work like this but if you imagined you you lost a mile on the run per hour sleep you missed you'd think a bit differently about it all as well so yeah. it, again it's all it's all contextual isn't it and i think it's it's not bad if you can work out some sort of generic rule for yourself i float around 70 to 80 miles normally because I, it feels manageable so i try and get there as quick as i can sometimes it feels good sometimes i can't do it like now um yeah don't like rules like that personally no i think that's that one well i actually leave the other list of questions next week um we'll go to some some news have you bought i've, I've put a document in there boys um a link to the world athletics start list so well world champ starts on saturday and i want to see see your thoughts on predictions on who's going to win some races and we'll see see who gets closest so on the spot <laughs> you've got those start lists we start with 1500 we'll start with the men's because it's the first one i know i'm gonna be brief i don't think i need to look at a start list to guess the 1500 who i'd say is going to win so you going Jakob? No, I'm going. Yeah, no, yeah, you're definitely Jakob. I was going to try and find a really obscure name. I think Jakob, and I think uh, Jared Nagus will medal. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I also going to Jakob. I think um, is it Macau, Michal from Spain as a as a dark horse if it's slow. Yeah, exactly. I think there's, there's a lot of people who could get a medal in there. Um, it depends how the races run. I mean, a lot of them have been very, very quick, haven't they? So uh, it's it's difficult, but I mean, it's going to be close, I think. I mean, apart from I think Jakob's going to run away with sort of 300 to go. Yeah. I, and I, 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 he's not going to get beat, is he? I don't think he's going to let it happen. So all Jakob, right? Men's, men's 5,000. Where are we going here? On this, Kim Limo has withdrawn. Okay. If you've noticed that, because uh, he's still on the start list. I think, or... See, I, I, I think Aragawi. I'm going to go Kajelcha. I'm also going to go Aragawi. I was going to go Aragai, but I thought we'd do something different. Anyway, Kajolcha. Hey, if you want to go different, if you, I don't mind Shane, you can have him. I'll go Chep to go. Okay, there we go. Spread the bets over the, the, the quickest three. Yeah. Nobody's going to go Bikili. However, no, but he's going to be there. He always is. Um, Do, do we have the, do you know the, has the timetable been brought out yet? Yes. It's on the timetable now. Because I was also, I was, I was thinking about Katia for the five. So, okay, let's start on day day one. You've got uh, men's fifteen hundred heats at seven pm on day one. Then, when's the five thousand so men's semi-finals fifteens on the afternoon at five fifty on the on day two. Ten uh, k yeah, day two, so. I think you got the fine. You'll have the final. When's the final of the fifteen men's? 
this one here. Day day five is the final. So I reckon the five fa- uh, next morning, the next afternoon from the final is the 5,000 heats. So, yeah, so, yeah. so I, I think Aragawi, I, I think if uh, Katir doubles up, he's going to be too tired. I reckon those 15s could be fast. Yeah. Um, and it's three rounds to contend with, isn't it? Anyway, uh, the final is until the Sunday nine. So if he is through the heats, he'll have some time to recover. 10k? Um, 10,000. It's, um, hmm. I haven't seen that many 10Ks, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, looking at that list, I would say Varega. I mean, again, Aragawi would be a good good person to bet on, but I'm going Varega purely because I don't think he's doing a five. I'm gonna go I, I, I think I'm going to go Chep's guy, actually. Oh, I didn't Chep's see him. Yeah, he is, because he's, he's not run this year. Oh yeah, um, is Kalimo in that? Is he just withdrawn altogether completely? He's withdrawn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you know what I would love to see? A not so fast race. Woody Kincaid's three or four seconds off the pace for a lap to go, and you see him down the home straight with his legs like this. <laughs> love to see it. Um, men's marathon. And there's, a, there's a standout in the field in Kiplagat, 203.50. Um, I'm going to say Tola. Good shout. Defenders, defenders title. He won last year, didn't he? I think, oh, is that, best, that season, I think it's going to be somebody. It's yeah, ranked season's best. Yeah. There'll be somebody in that field who. Who surprises you? I think so, something's drawing me to Titus Kipruto. I don't know why. Yeah, I oh, have. Okay. a safe bet generally as well. Yeah, mm. I think Kipruto will be up there. Um, but yeah, um, I'll go. Kip, I'll go Kiplagat then, and you can have you can have uh, Big Timmy. Roto, yeah, Big Tim. Tempo Tim. Um, oh, three K steeple. I'm going El Carly. No one's beating him. Gemma. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm screwed without picking them too. I don't. I... You could pick. You could pick them, mate. I would say uh, Gemma. There's um. There's also that young lad, isn't there? I forgot his name. The young, maybe he's not young. Is the Kenya? Is it? Is it Kibbutz? Kibbutz. Kibbutz. He's like he's. Like dropped his, dropped his uh, PB by about twenty seconds this year. Yeah, we don't um, know what happens to him before the start then. Josh's boy Isaac Updike's in it. Yeah. Um. Right. Let's go to the women's. Um, Done hundred. Got some more Brits to to talk about in these ones. Hopefully. Um. So fifteen hundred. You can't bet against Faith Kipyagon. We're not doing the women's eight. We didn't do the men's eight. Oh, yeah, it's because they're boring. <laughs> okay, women's eight. I'm gonna say Mary Moore. Yeah, I'm with Josh on this. Unfortunately, 
I uh, I'm gonna go if Mew run, if what's her name Mew runs then her. I think yeah. I think Mo. Um, I think she's got the better of Keely. Anyway, fifteen hundred faith keep Yagon. There's no one really to to bet against that. How do you think Lua Mew is gonna do? You say that. Is Hassan not in it? Hassan is in it, yeah. Are you going Hassan over Kip Yagon? I mean, I, I, I wouldn't bear against... Uh, you saw what she did at London. No, I mean, I think Kip Yagon probably will win, but yeah. Hassan's... Well, Hassan's trebling, isn't she? She is. Um, So, I can't see. But yeah, I reckon Muir is going to get a bronze... Yeah, there's a there's a lot of women that have run sub four in that field this year. Yes, yeah, some, some, I mean, Cara McGeehan's in shape. Yeah. Um. Five thousand. Yeah, that's. I think I. I think keep Yegon still. Okay, in that case, I'll go good day. Josh Light's good day. Um, then 10,000. This is where I'm going, Hassan. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'd say Hassan. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, Sergei has also got the got the credentials. Um, some of those Ethiopians are also very competitive, like Tay and Alem and Hailu, isn't it? They're, they've been up there in a lot of the the races of late, so yeah, they winning as well. Yeah, Hailish, um, how's she gonna fare? I don't know how. I don't know how fit she is. No, neither do I. Okay, um, three thousand steeple. Missed the marathon. Yeah, I'll go to marathon a sec. Do I? Okay. Steeple, absolutely no idea. I've not well, been following. If you say Chepkowicz, you've got a good bet, first and third. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Beatrice. Beatrice Chepkowicz. Uh, the only... Well, the one that stands out to me is the is it Yavi from Bahrain. I think she's pretty handy. Savvy? Plays Barcelona in the middle. <laughs> Used to. Yeah. Um, that's where I'm going there. How's Amy going to do, Josh? Amy Pratt? Um, I reckon top five. Top five? As well. Yeah. That's bold. Yeah, I think she's in really good shape. Uh, yeah, but so on paper, she's what? Four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah. Nine, but seventh last year. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying that's a... It's a that's a big statement. Right, let's just do women's marathon then quickly. Um, I'm going to go Yanale. Yeah, I can, I can never say no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yolo. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you know what? I... Don't know. Um, I think I'm actually going to go 
Gemachu. I may be guessing here, but I feel like she's got a good kick. I don't think it'll be fast. Yeah. Could be talking about something else. I mean, I'm going scrolling down and I'm going to say the Ethiopian Shankule. Shankule. 214.58 on paper. Not round this year, but. Bloody hell. Yeah. And I've never heard of her and I've just found out she's from 214. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but... there's, there's a few there's a few girls in there. Um, I think I mean, Sarpeta's always up there, but she won't win. Who who I'm really rooting for is um, Lisa Waitman of Australia, just because she's been doing marathons. I think she's got the Olympic qualifying. It, is it could it be a fifth Olympics for the marathon, which is twenty years of of marathon running at the Olympic level. I think it's a fifth. Um, could even be a could even be a sixth. She what she would have gone when she was twenty. Three potentially, yeah, uh, yeah, she's phenomenal. Um, so I'm going to be choosing her. as um, follow, follow Bob Pro- Project, uh, Natasha, Natasha Cochran. I'm going to do. I don't know. It's, I think it's it's going to be hot, isn't it? So those, I think the marathon especially. I think it's meant to be like thirty degrees or something. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see how people fare in that. Yeah, it's um, I'm just got I've just googled, and it's thirty three each day for the next ten days. So, depending on on when they run, but you know it's getting up to twenty seven degrees by eleven o'clock. So, um, I've got the the timetable here. We'll have a quick look. Men's marathon starts at seven a.m. So I imagine the women's starts at. I think women's is day one, isn't it? I I was actually just about to ask you that. I don't know. It's. Oh no, the race walks day run. So is it? And now I can't find it. I'm just going to, have to use Control F. See if I can. No, I've lost. Whilst you, whilst you look for that, I'm going to have an overarching opinion on how disappointing it is to have so few Brits in all of the events we just mentioned. Yeah, day eight. So it's it's the Saturday, the, the last Saturday, and then the men's is the last Sunday. Ah, uh, okay, that makes but sense. But seven AM. Um, what is Google saying? Google saying twenty-two degrees at seven AM. So still warm. Humidity is quite high. Wind three miles per hour. It's so better than the UK, which is atrocious. It's not summer in the UK. I don't know what's going on. Um, right. Let's go some results quickly. So. Last Tuesday in Finland, Jack Rowe ran 13.30, so uh, maintain his, his shape. Um, but when we go domestically, there's been a few 5Ks last week. We'll start on Wednesday up in, going to say Newcastle for the Keyside, Keyside 5K. I hope it's Newcastle. I know it's, it's PARS event, isn't it? It, it is. It's either Newcastle or Gateshead. I never know the difference. I was going to say Gateshead, but um, I thought it's on the river. But yeah, I, well, me and Shannon walked over the bridge it finishes on the day after the Great North because I saw a video and I was like, oh, I recognise that. Okay. Well, it's one of the two. Same thing, aren't they? Um. Anyway, 
Scott Beattie took the win in 13.45, so course record for him. And then on the women's side, Hebe Townsend um, ran 16.19, which is phenomenal from Hebe Townsend. Um, I saw her being coached, shouted, abused around London Marathon by her husband, Joe, who was trying to trying to get some something out of her. So, um, yeah. She's got twins, so not a bad comeback after twins, 16-19. Um, and I also saw in this race that Paul Sellian, our favourite Kenyan from the other week, was was there or thereabouts. I think he finished third in the end. Uh, I think maybe second. Second. Um, then Friday night in Colchester, Shane got a message about this one. I already had it in the, the notes. The Essex 5K champs were on Friday. They went to... Gemma Kersey in 1636 and Dean Williamson in 1452. Um, the nice thing about this is some decent prizes that Shane sent me. So, um, yeah. So, um, so Scott Darley messaged me. He, he um, kindly offered uh, some race entries from uh, a few weeks back, but a bit of a trek for me from uh, to Essex from here. But check out this for a prize list. Fantastic. Uh, prizes below awarded for top five in each of the men's and women's races. First, £150 cash, not bad for 5k, and £150 saw vouchers, and two box tickets for Peter K at the O2, and £50 tip tree tea room voucher, and a treadmill test at Essex Uni, and some socks and some sunglasses. It's not it's bad for 5k. Got the sponsors in, isn't it? Get these in next year, and I think, you know. We can uh, get some money down here. Second place, £100 cash, £100 saw voucher, socks, Peter K tickets. Third, Peter K tickets, £50 cash, £50 saw voucher. Very good. Has he got a, Very good. Has he got a link to Peter K somewhere? I, th- I think maybe he's his mate. But um, but on, on a serious note, actually, it, it seems like, um, again, they had it as, obviously, yeah, the Essex County Champs and... It just looks like another good um, backing behind a race. They had it around a five a, a kilometer loop, so there's five times a k loop to try and make it good for spectators. So just looks like there's still people trying to sort of push good racing in the UK, which is nice. Yeah, my resounding memory of Colchester is I went to Layer Road in 1995 to watch. I think it was Colchester v Wickham Wanderers in the old Division 3. Over the old... Layer Road was a state of the ground. Um, over the tannoy, which you could barely hear, I heard the words Manchester United 9, Ipswich Town 0. I thought <laughs> that's a mistake. So that sticks in my memory. My, my one and only trip to Colchester United. Anyway, um, I don't know why I got into that, but British Miles Club was... Uh, concluded on Saturday evening in Manchester, Trafford, uh, Stratford. Um, quick track down there. I think a few of Shane's PBs are probably set there, a few minor. In the men's 5K, Denmark's Mikkel Johnson, Johnson took the win in 13.46 from Joe Wigfield, also in 13.46. Um, uh, then... I think there was 12 athletes inside 14 minutes in that one. Again, 
just showing the standard of the the BMC this year has been been very very high. In the women's race, Hannah Irwin took a dominant win in fifteen forty. She was ahead of German Saventia Pingpack. That's a great surname, Pingpank, fifteen fifty two. Um, and then Lincoln's Sophie Wallace in third in fifteen fifty four. PB for Sophie. Yeah, she was chuffed. She was well happy. Yeah. And to be fair, I think it's she's not really done much on the track, so it was nice to see her getting some decent track experience in. How did she find not having Bowser to hold her hand on the... Really, really difficult. <laughs> and apparently he was getting animated because I think the German didn't do too much work on the front. Was he saying sta- I... schnell, schnell? <laughs> Probably. I did say that um, Rich going from Matt after your famous county champs uh, race, but hey. Yeah. There you go. In I thought to mention the 1500, Sarah McDonald continued her return to form. She front ran a BMC record of 4.03 um, in her second outing for On, who she'd just been sponsored by. So interesting to see if she can make her way back to the Olympics next year. Then as Josh mentioned on Saturday evening, we had the podium 5K Home Nations International. Um, very, very competitive field uh, lined up in View Park and Cardiff. So on the women's side, as Josh said, Kelly Thackeray took a dominant win in 15-29, which was um, an all-comers record. Does that mean a, a Welsh all-comers Fast, record? Fastest time run in Wales. In Wales. Um so she finished 27 seconds clear of Kate Axford, who also ran a massive PB. I think it was 43 seconds PB. Um, and then third was Ellie Wallace in 15.57. On the men's side, Tom Mortimer, um, he took the win in 13.39, which was a Welsh all-comers record. Um, five seconds clear, which in a 5K is you know, decent size gap, isn't it? He looked a lot further ahead of that on the camera when he saw it. Um, ahead of Ponty Pree's Fergal Curtain. Yeah, it's the Irish lad that's moved to Cardiff. Is that okay, his surname, Curtin? I think they've spelled it wrong. Yeah. I'm sure it's something else. Anyway, Fergal. Um, is that how you say Ponty Pree? Ponty Pree, yeah. Not... Just Pontypri. Add your double D in Welsh. I just don't. <laughs> um, then who was third? Jack Gray was third in 13.51. Um, top five all inside 14. So, yeah, very competitive. I saw Lincoln's Jordan Skelly try to go with it early on. But yeah. Yeah, he said he tried to go with it and he paid the price, but um, he's, never, he's an 800 meter now, so it's fine. Did, did you yeah. see what he ran for 800 in a week? My no. obviously. He ran 150. Wow. Front he didn't run. know like two years ago. Anyway, we'll, we'll finish off again in Newark. Um, we're in Newark the other week. What was in Newark? Uh, there's a 
a crit race, women's road something. <laughs> I thought we were talking about them. Oh, we we're talking about Basingham. That's the end of it. Anyway, um, Newark Half Marathon was on Sunday. Sonia Samuels took the win in 72-28 ahead of Hannah Berry in 77-45. Big PB for Hannah. Um, I said that to go for about 78.30 and pick it up, and that's exactly what she did. So next time I'm going to tell her to go for about 75 minutes and pick it up, see if she just follows what I say. Um, And Rebecca Taylor in 79.03. On the men's side, close finish between Dan Connolly took the win in 65.56, just ahead of Joe Wilkinson in 66 flat, and Frank Baddock in 66.24. Um, strong run from Joe. Yeah, he's hit some form, clearly. Um, I went to watch it, actually, and um, I don't know, it, it didn't seem initially like very good conditions either. No, it was, but... it was windy humid but I mean of course there's a bit of like wood chips isn't there on the course but only right at the end but it seems uh, most years that course seems pretty quick so must be just how flat it is I think obviously they had a decent group as well I I think it was four of them Um, but it's 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 not flat it's not flat but it's not hilly either no it starts with it's not hilly but it's yeah it's not flat (laughs) But anyway, that was good. I went to watch, had loads of clients there and there was quite a few PBs, so it, it was a quick day, which was awesome to see. Yeah, and it seems like it was, it's legit. I mean, all the distances obviously on Strava are all slightly over, which is what you'd expect. So, so yeah, solid, solid outings at, at Newark. Um, as I said, like, you follow up from Basingham last week and then Newark Half Marathon and there's some some strong running going on in in and around Newark, which hasn't been seen for a good twenty plus years, probably. Probably, probably and the rest. Yeah. Um. Right. That's about it, boys. Anything coming up in your life next week, Shane? Um. I feel like there is, but if there is, I can't remember. So I'm going to say no. What you need to do each week is plan your week. Well, you know I've, got I've got a calendar on my wall and I actually use it. And it honestly, it I actually remember st- like I've planned stuff. If someone tells me, oh, I'm doing X, Y, Z in two months, I'm just, what's the point in telling me now? Oh, Tell so me it's, not like, it's not like a calendar of One Direction and like, get up. Uh, no, no, no. I bought an adult one and it's like, uh, oh, adult. It's no. Nope. Like, <laughs> 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 Josh and his adult calendars in a nineties garage. Josh, <laughs> it's like wildlife. <laughs> like that. Nice. So, what's in your calendar then, Josh? So, in my calendar, I'm actually going to Peterborough this weekend. Oh, you said, yeah. yeah so, if you fancy, away, aired you on that message about four times. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you fancy around Saturday, Sunday, I'll try my best to drop you. Yeah, Sunday, Sunday we're going, going long, so potentially, but uh, you'll want to go faster. I'm uh, going to QPR on Saturday to QPR for Ipswich, my nephew's Ipswich mascot. So when um when Ipswich go five nil up, and my 
younger man, younger brother who's head of operations for QPR does does a bit of crowd surfing in the away end. He might get the sack, I think. <laughs> and try and embarrass him as much as possible. Anyway, um, other than that, road to Malaga continues. Got any good sessions on the card this week, Shane? No. Doesn't know. Um, I am going to take it easy. I'm going to do some easy intervals tomorrow and hopefully a tempo on Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Um, so, we are two episodes away from the big 100. We'll try, I think, and do a live version of this in, in two weeks' time. Get some special guests on. We'll get Clousy. Should we get down Western? Get some Western's wise words back? Um, straight, straight from, was it the horse? Oh, well born. He's still around. He's in the WhatsApp group somewhere. Um, yeah, we'll try and get if some. people want to see, why don't you tell us what you want? And yeah, we'll... you tell us, you tell us as, what you want. As we said earlier, as we are, as Shane is the, what is it, the, the man of the people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the man of the people. We will provide as per. Yeah. You tell us who you want and Josh will go straight into their DMs and make sure that happens. Um, so yeah, um, we'll try and get something decent for two weeks time. Anyway, boys, that's, that's about it. I'll speak to you two again next week. Yeah. See you later. Bye. Bye.